Hello and welcome to The Pulse. Later in today's show, we'll be looking at Wednesday afternoon's Labor Day march and the precarious state of collective bargaining in Hong Kong. But we're beginning with Chinese civil rights activist Chen Guangchen. There have been reports that his imprisoned nephew, Chen Kegui, has acute appendicitis and that authorities, while treating him with antibiotics, are refusing requests to move him to a hospital. Activists say this is part of an ongoing campaign of harassment against Chen Guangchen's family. The Chinese government have pledged to investigate claims that Chen's relatives have been mistreated, but they say they've been subject to even greater harassment in recent weeks. Chen Guanchen, meanwhile, is adapting to a new life in the United States, where Diana Wan of RTHK's headliner program caught up with him. Blind from an early age and self-taught in the law, Chen Guangcheng is a barefoot lawyer who's worked for the welfare of the poor and disabled and fought for land rights and women's rights in Linyi and Shandong. He exposed abuses in official family planning practices, often involving violence and forced abortions. He uncovered almost 7,000 cases. He challenged many types of discrimination, starting with discrimination against blind people, but against dwarfs, against others. I visited his village in 2003, I think it was, and I spent three days meeting his people. You never saw a sadder bunch of people who were disabled in your life. And he was giving them free legal advice and service. And that made the county government, not just the police, but the officials very unhappy. And the local lawyers were no help. There were only four lawyers in the county at that point. And they were afraid to take on cases like this. There was no money in it. These people couldn't pay. And it would put them in opposition to the local government that they depended on for a successful law practice. When he visited me in Beijing after we met here in America, we went to the Xinhua Shudian, the New China Bookstore, and we got $100 U.S. dollars worth of law books. And China has a lot of very good do-it-yourself law books. You don't have to be a lawyer to do a lot of this. And he got all these books. And a month later, when I went to his village, those books were used. His wife had been reading to him, and his oldest brother had been reading to him. In 2005, Chen Guangcheng came to international attention after organizing a class action lawsuit against local authorities for excessive enforcement of the one-child policy. Retribution came fast. He was placed under house arrest from September 2005 to March 2006 and formally arrested in June 2006. During his trial, his lawyers 
were not allowed into court. Chen was sentenced to four years and three months for damaging property and organizing a mob to disturb traffic. Released from prison in 2010, he was then put under house arrest or soft detention at his home. Last April, though, Chen evaded 20 guards in and around his home. He climbed over eight walls to escape from a place that he says had become an illegal prison. He sprained his ankle climbing the first wall. Friends that Chen had met online drove him to central Beijing, where he made his way into the United States Embassy. Well, if you had been in his situation and you saw they were building a fortress, if he didn't try to escape soon, it would have become impossible. So he felt it was now or never. He waited a year. He planned it carefully. I was called by the American Embassy uh, in, uh, on a Monday morning, I think it was April 30th. The first role they asked me to play was to talk to him, give him advice. They thought he ha should have some independent advice before he made this painful choice to stay in our embassy where he would become a kind of self-prisoner or to accept this very dangerous opportunity to formally study law in China. The minute he got to the hospital, everything went wrong. He got in telephone communication with Tang Biao. They had five talks in the next few hours. And Tang Biao said, are you crazy? How can you take this deal? It's too dangerous. Go back to the embassy. If you can, leave the country. And Chun began to panic. Chun said, I want to get out. Well, that was a new crisis. And on Thursday, there was a lot of negotiation, what would happen. And I was asked, if he can get out, where can he go? Can he go to NYU and study with you at your institute? I said, of course. I wanted to help, and he's an old friend. Within a few days of Chen's successful escape, several unknown people broke into the home of his older brother, Chen Guangfu, and beat him with rods. Chen Guangfu's nephew, Chen Kegui, picked up a knife to defend himself. People on both sides were injured. The authorities charged Chen Kegui with intentional infliction of injury and sentenced him to three years and three months in jail. Chen 
也也说明他是在替我坐牢，因为他所坐的牢房，他所在的监狱，他所在的监区，都是我当年曾经在过的。哈哈，这这也说明这个中共当权者呢，现在是充分就是说我就是自不改悔，啊，你跑了，我把你的家人还送进这个监狱，还送进那个监区，你又能怎么样？这就是在向正义。全世界的正义力量宣战，这也就说明了这样一个专制、一个独裁，你是不要指望他跟你讲道理的。他本身，他的本性就是不讲道理，啊，他就是专制的本性，就是说我我可以随意的抢劫你，我可以任意的剥夺你的权利，但是你只要一反抗，他就会把你变成罪人。中国会走向公正，会走向多元，会走向普世价值。这样的改变已经不可避免，事实上已经开始。但是我现在恐怕没有人，也不只是我了，能够知道它完成的时间。但我们看到已经开始。我对于。这种反贪不抱任何的希望。我认为任何的反贪，最多也只是做做表面文章，啊，这个因为反贪究竟这个这个这个提法是一个，我认为是一个借用，啊，首先说呢，这个你指望腐败分子去反腐败，这显然就是一个就是一个荒唐，那根本就不不现实的问题，所以。这是我基本的一个想法。我认为，没有一个从外向内的监督，自己去反腐败，自己监督自己。China is taking part in human rights treaties. The leaders in China who say the world has no right to question China's human rights forget the fact they, in the exercise of Chinese sovereignty, have voluntarily signed on to the torture convention. To prevent torture, the Economic, Social,、uh, and Cultural Human Rights Convention, they've ratified both of those. They're part of the world system. Of course, the world has the right to question China about that. China decided to become part of the world. We'll be back with more on that story after the break. Welcome back. As we reported in part one, activist Chen Guangchen is now living and studying in New York. He's adapting to his new environment and a new language with the same tenacity he applied to learning law. But his relatives in the mainland are still much on his mind, and he doesn't want to see his current condition as a state of exile. I think. 即使在中国不同的地方，也有从生活的角度讲，也有非常大的差别。那么在美国呢，在不同的地方也有很大的差别。但是我想最重要的，我最高兴的是没有差别的一部分，那就是民众的善良，民众对善恶的分辨，民众对于呃求真，对于要求事实真相的这种正义之心，不管是美国民众还是中国民众都没有差别，这是最令人高兴的。Long live the troublemakers! <laughs> He is a symbol of 
what an individual is capable of, no matter how humble his or her origins. He is, in my opinion, a giant among men. Uh, <音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音> <音>这个流亡的概念好像有着不同的解读我想至少大家应该看到我不能回去的时候才能说是流亡开始他们说的是我要出来留学对于我的受到的迫害共产党当时是非常清楚的承诺将对山东展开彻底调查做出公开处理
this year's Labor Day march on Wednesday was lent additional significance by the fact that one group of Hong Kong workers is still very much involved in industrial action for improved conditions and pay. The plight of workers from Hong Kong international terminals highlights two issues that make collective bargaining difficult here. The prevalence of outsourcing and the lack of collective bargaining legislation. Rain on Labour Day did little to deter protesters from joining an afternoon march for labour rights. What we are demanding today is the basic, very basic right to decent work for Hong Kong workers, the right to collective bargaining and the right to uh, working hours regulation uh, with uh, overtime premium and maximum working hours. In the morning, there had been a rally organized by the pro-Beijing Hong Kong Federation of Trade Unions. The afternoon rally attracted many inspired by the Dockers strike. Organizers said there were around 5,000 people Police put the figure closer to 3,700. <音樂> 我們將這些放在執過海 Collective bargaining enables workers, usually represented by a work union, to negotiate with employers regarding matters like pay and work environment. In Hong Kong, though, workers taking industrial action are always at risk because the SAR doesn't have legislation protecting their right to do so. In the wake of earlier disputes involving Cafe Pacific, its staff union now holds regular meetings with the management to discuss employee welfare. But negotiations can still be complex because, as with the dockers, certain work types within the airline are still outsourced. On Wednesday, protesters marched to the Cheonggong Center and surrounded it before continuing to Hutchison House. The current docker strike provides another example of how outsourcing can hinder the negotiation process if the management behind the corporation washes its hands of the affair. But some suggest that collective bargaining legislation could still help. 
係淨止講緊一個、呃、企業嘅即集體談判，即如果我哋因為唔同嘅集體談判有唔同具體嘅法律啦，咁但係如果我哋可以做到係一個即係行業性嘅行業性嘅、呃、法律。即係行業性嘅集體談判，咁其實你話外判與否，其實佢都可以組成一個統一嘅嘅嘅嘅工會。This week, more dockers joined the strike at the port. The new participants from Comchang are dissatisfied that their request for a pay rise hasn't been answered. But that's the thinking, you know,、um, cutting costs,、um, not allowing for collective bargaining because. If collective bargaining is allowed, there is no control of how wages can be、um, demanded. Higher, higher wages would be demanded by workers. So, with the outsourcing system in place, without collective bargaining, the workers would be in a very vulnerable situation.、Oh.